When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to another edition of the Panther Hoops and Family Podcast. Each week throughout the UNI basketball season, we bring you a dose of the Panther program as we sit down with head coach Ben Jacobson and also hear from special guests from the Panther family, including players, assistant coaches, and alumni. This week, along with touching base with Coach Jake as the Panthers enter the stretch run of MVC play, my Panther Hoops player conversation is a two-for-one. Joined first by Trey Campbell, then James Betts. Also in this episode, joined by former Panther Trey Burhau. Panthers are 12-10 and 10 overall, 8-4 and four in Valley play after splitting their last two games last week with Valpo and Indiana State. Subscribing to the Panther Point of View also gets you the latest highlights after each Panther basketball game delivered right to your favorite podcast app. Catch every game live along the Panther Radio Network or anywhere you are via the Varsity Network app. This week with Coach Jake, I started talking about the final eight-game stretch of the regular season and what he needs to see from his team most needed to be just leveling up just a little bit more our uh um you know we, we had a great opportunity the other day at indiana state and it was it was some plays that that we have we have done pretty well you know we, we made some mistakes on some individual plays and they ended up adding up and there was there was probably uh there was probably nine or ten of them at, at the defensive end that um that allowed Indiana State to have uh, either an open shot or, or a high percentage shot uh, when we could have done something about it. So um, if we, you know, if we can level up just a little bit there, you know, the other things have continued to be really good. You know, our, how hard we're playing, our, our teamwork, um, the pace we're playing with on offense. You know, we created a lot of really good opportunities. So now it's um, just the discipline and determination to to make as many of the right plays as we can. You look at that Indiana State game, and obviously you mentioned it, a lot of plays start to finish that they could go one way or another, but it came down, there's some late game situations that you have to work through to try and that could have gone your way to also pull out that victory. How important is it with a young team knowing that any late game situation might be a little different, personnel, time, you know, matchups, whatever you're doing, but how important is it for them to take things from each of those? Because you've had success, like the Valpo game, getting the win, that one you don't get the shot to go. How important is it for them to take things from each of those late game situations knowing that those are going to come back 
back around as these games go down the stretch. Here. Yeah, that you know that's one of the things that um, you know that we've always seen. There's so many close games in league play, and against Indiana State, Bowen created two really good opportunities for Landon, uh, and Landon you know obviously came through and made the first one, and he had and the second one looked like it was going going right down the middle to put us up one. So um, some really good plays there, and then you know there's there's plays that um, you know the out of bounds play with 18 seconds left. Uh, I, I just I had the I had the the right thing in mind, and I completely um, the wrong alignment. You know, so I put the guys in a really tough spot when I didn't need to. Um, so you know, learning some about that as well. Um, so yeah, they've we, we we've come so far in that area, right? We've just the guys have done such a good job of making plays when we have to, uh, making uh, making plays that are going to help us, you know, have success. Um, and then you know, you're going to have those close games. I wanted to talk about Bowen too because he's just keep on keeping on doing his thing at this point. And, and again, you could talk about him pretty much after every game, the things that he does. So I want to give you two things or three things as you look at what he's done now to this point as really the first time, not as a starter, but first time as the focal point scorer, the guy that's got to lead you on that side, really the guy that's got to lead on the floor. So I'll give you three things and you order them kind of gold, silver, bronze. What's been most impressive about Bowen, his overall scoring ability, his leadership that's come forward on the floor, off the floor, and then just his toughness. When you look at how he's played in those three areas, what, how would you rank, rate those three going into this final eight-game stretch? Yeah, I, I, yeah boy, I, uh, I don't know that I could put one of them third. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's bronze the, is still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bronze isn't terrible, I suppose. When you're yeah, uh, when you when you think about it that way, Dub, it's uh, um, you hit you hit three uh, three you know great qualities that he's got, and and uh, um, his toughness and his leadership, uh, I think, would be at the top. And if those were two of the three, um, you know, I would combine them, I think, and 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 put them together at the top. I mean, that's in order to. Um, you know, for your program to um, to really be on solid ground, uh, in order for a team like ours this year with a bunch of young guys to to get better every day uh, and uh, and learn as much as you can, and then put that into action and start to play better and start to win some games in position now with eight games left, where we're a game out of first. Like, in order for those things to happen, he, the leadership and toughness. Um, in terms of what Bowen's doing, you know, we're going to have to be part of it, and he does it at he does it at the highest level. And the scoring piece, and I know that we've talked about it some, you know, his ability to do it with younger guys out there, you know, that that's uh, you know, it's challenging, and he's done a great job of that. You look at a situation, and like you said, with younger guys out there. And that was never more evident than that situation you talked about a pair of possessions when he's not looking for his own shot there late, but I mean. Overall picture, yes, he could be looking for his own shot, but he creates a shot for Landon. What does that tell you about Bowen's development as the guy in charge of this offense with the ball in his hands, that he trusts his teammates, he knows the spot, and he knows where you might get the best look? Yeah, and that's, you know, he's he, he plays he plays the game the, the, you know, the right way. And the game, the game has always and, and will always uh, respect that. And, in, in, you know, when I talk about that, it's you're playing the game to, to win. You're playing the game to help your team play as well as they can possibly play. And Bowen has always been about that. And, you know, he's he's wired to score. So, yeah, he does have the ball in his hands a lot. Uh, he, he does lead us in shot attempts. You know, he gets to the free throw line a lot because he's really good. 
and he's worked extremely hard to be a guy who can average. You know, man, it's it's really hard to average. Anytime you get above, you know, it's not easy to average 13, 14 a game. But anytime you get above, like, I don't know what the magic number is, Dub, but anytime you get above, I think, kind of 15, 16, when you're above that, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, like, that's really hard to do at this level. And he's been able to get that done because he does, you know, he, he does, you know, he really works at it and he's prepared. So, um, but the combination, okay, that, that combination of, okay, the two guys drug with me, so I'm going to get it back to Landon. And Landon, you know, ability to to knock in that again, knock in that first one. Uh, you know, the next time, you know, he plays it just right again. You know, it took a little bit to get back and forth to get the guy to drag with, but he gets it back to Landon. We got another great look to go ahead by one. So, I just think it's his it's his will to win. You know, he uh, uh, that that's that's why he puts in the time he puts in. He just he wants to win so bad. Got to pay off on a pregame promise before we go to uh, to look ahead to Drake and and this week. Uh, you, we it was coaches versus cancer, and you had talked about like there there's a lot you could go into as far as you know the U and I connection and Coach Stewart kind of getting that started. From what you know, why was it so important to Coach Stewart to to be a kind of a leading force of that and and to be someone who kind of pushed to have that be a nationwide effort among coaches? Yeah, I, I uh, boy Dub, I you know, he is such a. Uh, he is such a force for no matter what. You know, when we were back to to uh, um, for him and his team this fall and in the Hall of Fame, right? You just you're around him, and in that setting, it was um, being with his players, and you could feel that connection. Uh, and uh, but he's no matter what he he has put his mind to or what situation he is, he is so powerful for him to get get behind the coaches versus cancer efforts at the at the very front of it um and to really get it you know in a lot of ways get it started uh has been you know think about where that's come now from the day that happened until where we are now right the, the number of of people um li- the lives that have been impacted in a positive way um because of uh, of coach stewart getting that started and then you know it's it's uh you know, Coach McDermott's wife, Teresa McDermott, was diagnosed with breast cancer, uh, and I was his assistant coach at the time. You know, when we were here, and I remember, I remember sitting in his office, and when he told me um, that that tree had been diagnosed, and and everything that happened from that moment on, and, and going through that experience with Mac and with Tree and and with with Dawn, um, and seeing how seeing how people rallied around that. You know, rallied around tree, and um, that was a significant moment in the the our lives, but also the coaches versus cancer, because uh, Mac uh, heavily involved in our in-state efforts, and then he took that with him to Iowa State. He took that with him to Creighton, and now they've got they may have the best uh, coaches versus cancer. Uh, I, I, uh, I think they call it their – I'm not sure what they call it, but they've got the entire 18,000 people in pink T-shirts, and they've got they've got an entire thing, and they're raising money with theirs. And um, So that was something that, that started here with the um, – with the, um, the, you know, the, the news that you don't want to get for Teresa, but Mac has taken that on with him and, and continued to, to raise all kinds of awareness and all kinds of, all kinds of money and – you know, Jim Barry uh, battled cancer for a long time. Coach Barry was our head coach 
when we were, you know, Division Two, and he took us through the transition to Division One. Then um, coached high school basketball, high school tennis at Columbus, and, and did that for a number of years. And then we were able to get together, and he was a volunteer assistant with us. His, um, you know, his last couple of years. Um, and he was able to the timing happened to, to to match up where he was with us when when we were in the NCAA tournament in 2009 when we were in the NCAA tournament in 2010 and when we went to the the sweet 16 and um he passed away you know within you know a short amount of time after that um is when he passed away and and so um, but that was a significant moment for our program, also for for Coach Barry to see it come full circle from Division Two through the transition and the things that they had to do in the bus trips and the teams they played and getting to getting to know him and and really become so close with with him and and so another significant you know moment in time for us and and then you move forward to our Hope Always game with Joyce and Keith Borglum and and what they've meant to our program and uh, Dale Howard and Dale and Marilyn and the Howard family and what they've meant to our program and and Dale, um, his impact on our coaches versus cancer here in the state really, he was the one that got it started in state and and then the relationship and significance uh, again that both of those families have had on our program and their battles with cancer through all of that, the you know, getting knowing all of them and and uh, their the battle the battle with cancer. Dub, if I can get this the right way organized in my mind, the the battle with cancer for all of them uh, wasn't the thing that they were talking about. Their their battle. It, it was always it was it was always about what can I do to help somebody else. I think that's the that's the thing that Don and I and um, so many of us uh, in going through this over the years, they're in the middle of their um, their battle. But it's okay for Joyce. It was you know hope. Hope was that was her deal. Uh, I'm not going to have a day where I'm not hopeful that you know things are going to get better and that I'm going to impact somebody else and I'm going to help somebody else. Dale, the, you know, the exact same way in terms of how can, how can we do something for someone else so their battle isn't um, as bad or they don't have to have the battle. Uh, and that's what Mac has continued to do and has always done, and, um, and that's what Coach Stewart got started. So there have been some significant moments in time for our program, and it's all come down to, okay, what can we do to raise awareness raise money so that someone else doesn't have to get that phone call. I'll have more with Coach Jake in just a moment. Coming up for the Panthers, a rivalry matchup at Drake on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Then the Panthers back home for a rematch with Bradley at 5 p.m. Saturday. For tickets, visit unipanthers.com slash tickets or call the ticket office at 319-273-4849. Now let's get more from Coach Jake. This week, the the game at Drake, just big picture. When you look at it, uh, what do you? What's the aspect of that history between these two programs that makes that something so special and something that that is such a good in-state rivalry in this league and, and for these two schools? Yeah, it's you know it's been the entire time. Um, you know, I, the games have been great. You know, they've been they've just been a blast to be a part of. You know, the entire time and. Uh, you know, most recently, you know, our teams, you know, we've we've won two of the last three regular season championships. Drake has won, um, 
I don't know um, which which years of of the regular season, uh, but they've been to the NCAA tournament a couple times in the last five years. Uh, they've had a tremendous amount of of uh, success over the course of the last five or six years. Uh, and again, you know, as we know, we've we've been able to get two of the last three championships, and we've had um, some very good teams in the last four or five years as well. So. That part of it um, has been fun to fun to uh, um, take part in, um, and then you go prior to that. Prior to the last five or six years, the games were terrific. You know, really, no matter where where our teams might have been, um, always good games, and and they've been fun, like you would expect with with in state games and with 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 rivalry games. Um, the crowds are bigger, and people are more interested, and it's a different atmosphere. And it's a different basketball game. So um, just, yeah, just uh, awesome to be a part of and looking forward to, to Wednesday. On to our guests for this week, two players and a special guest. We'll start there with the alumni. Trey Burhow was the uh, the alumni guest. Uh, he came into this program as a transfer after one year at Pepperdine, left obviously as a Panther and kind of part of the, and definitely part of the family. What impressed you or uh, about the way he went about his business and, and most most impressed you by the time he left and how much he had matured and, and you know just grown as a man and a basketball player? Yeah, I mean, he uh, um, his competitiveness – it was at the the highest level you know when they when it was when that ball went up on game night he was he loved he loved the the competition and he really loved road games and he really loved um the bigger games and he always showed up for him uh so arkansas because it was fairly recent comes to mind you know he um he was pouring a man at arkansas in a game that you know we're within uh uh, a Nate Heisey three in front of the bench to go up two with a minute or so left, whatever it was, minute and a half. Um, but Trey, uh, you know, he did that a number of times. Right? Uh, so I, I, when I think about him, I, th- I, I, I think of those types of games where you, you always knew that Trey was going to, he was going to have a big game when it was, you know, when it was a game that, uh, um, that really mattered, and uh, and he had a lot of big, you know, he had a lot of big games, you know, in other games that weren't necessarily a rivalry game with Drake or a, or a game to win the championship against Loyola. Like he had a lot of other big games too. He had a terrific career, but man, that was it's really comforting as a coach from a basketball standpoint to know that you got a guy who's who's going to show up, and uh, and Trey was that guy, and he the the uh, he had he had an edge to him that really helped us and helped his teammates you know he he was a guy who was um wasn't going to back down from anything that that uh um when it came to the competitive part of things and that that really helped us and uh and then i you know i i uh, trey and i talked about it you know uh, maybe yeah maybe you know mostly over the last over the last year and, and maybe um, you know, second semester, we spent a lot of time um, up here in the office, you know, playing playing cribbage. We had the morning practices, and him and Taiwan didn't have much for classes because they had the COVID year, and they, you know, had had their stuff in order, and they had their degree, and uh, you know, just uh, um, you know, talking, you know, even a little bit about how you know how things had gone over over his time here, and I just really, I learned, and I told, uh, I've told Trey this, like I learned so much from him. It's really important to be able to to know you know what's important to them, right? And what what helps them do well, whether it's you know at practice in a game, more importantly you know with their schoolwork, and then most importantly with what they want to do 
you know, where they're at um, and what they want to do with their life. And um, so, yeah, Trey was, man, just terrific. You know, and I talked to him, uh, called him a couple weeks ago, something had happened in one of the games, and I'm like, man, I I could (laughs) have used you, buddy. And we talked through a a situation. I'm like, man, it was going on, and you're you're the first guy I thought of, and I wish you would have been standing out there and been a a part of it. uh, so yeah, miss uh, you know miss miss seeing miss seeing him every day, and I know he's doing great. You know I know he's doing with with his job. I know he's doing awesome. From one trade to another, uh, Trey Campbell, one of the two player guests, and I- I'm assuming here, but with his relationship with Hunter and growing up and, and being friends and playing together, he's got to be one of the players coming into the program that you might have known best away from basketball, right? I mean that's that's just such a special thing that happened with him. What have you learned now about Trey seeing him in the basketball context? day in and day out, which maybe obviously you knew Trey and, and you knew a lot about him, but now seeing how he goes about his business as a college basketball player, what have you learned about him that you appreciate about him even more? Yeah, I, th- I think I would, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is his, his competitiveness uh, and what he's done, what he's done even starting right away in the summer when he got here uh, in the weight room, you know, with the workouts, with the practices, uh, he's because he does it differently, I know we've talked about this with Trey. He doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve like like some guys do, right? Some do, some don't. Some are in the middle, um, but he certainly doesn't. So you don't always know um, exactly what he's thinking or exactly where that competitive, uh, you know, where he's at on the competitive, you know, competitive, you know, spirit on that ladder. Uh, but when you're around him every day, is you know you know exactly where he's at he is ultra competitive uh and he's and he plays the game i know we talked about it with bowen but he he plays the game uh that same way you know he plays to win and so some nights for him even as a freshman and he's had a lot on his plate some nights uh belmont when when bowen went out with with uh with the calf uh injury uh, he turned it up a little bit, was, uh, and it wasn't something we talked about in one of the timeouts. We didn't say, "Hey, okay, somebody's going to have to." You know, we didn't talk about it at all. Uh, we've got a lot of confidence in our guys and to figure things out. So you've got a true freshman who, you know, just felt like okay. Um, so we saw it in that game. He uh, hadn't shot the ball well for a long time. Then he goes out and makes six threes. So for a true freshman, you know, I just think he's handled he's handled things so well. Uh, but um, being around him every day, um, and again, as you said, you know, watching him growing up, and um, it just you know, he won a lot, you know, in all the sports he played. So you knew you had that part. But being around him every day, the thing that um, that 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 you find out even more is the competitive the competitive spirit that he's got. And I'll also have an interview with James Betts, who he's on the other side of the spectrum. He's been in the program a little longer on, on a young team, one of the older guys. And James, obviously, in the unique situation, he goes off the floor and he's dead, right? Like, that, that's that's his life away from basketball. What's impressed you about the way that that aspect of his life has, has melded with what he's doing now as a young guy and having a two-year-old son? Just really proud of James. Like, that, that uh, um, you know, he, he, he puts that – he puts that first. That that's that's the thing that that uh, that we've all um, enjoyed and, and and been so proud of is um, you know if whether it's picking Eli up at at daycare, uh, 
you know, on and on and on, right? Whatever that list might be, if if uh, if he's got to stay home from a workout in the morning because something just came up in the middle of the night, which happens when you've got a got a newborn, or uh, you know, that he doesn't have it backwards. You know, he isn't scrambling around trying to trying to figure out. Uh, you know, okay, well, you know, where, who could I get to pick Eli up, or who could I get to? He has it the correct way. That he's always going to take care of Eli. If that means he's got to, again, if that means he's got to miss a workout, or he's got to leave a practice early, or he's got to, he's always approached it that way. And uh, what an awesome deal, right? To have uh, have a young guy who, who immediately sees the uh, his family situation as the most important thing, and uh, and that doesn't. And then the um, what he's done so well, Dub, is he has not shortchanged what he brings to our team okay so if he he, you know he's got to find maybe some different times to get back in here and watch film or get back in here and get his shots up or um, whatever that list includes and he and he's always done it and so uh, uh, yeah he's just got he's just got a great approach to it uh, and he's doing a you know just doing a heck of a job you know making making it all work. Thanks to head coach Ben Jacobson for his time each and every week to discuss the latest in Panther men's basketball. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Panther Point of View Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts to hear every episode of the Panther Hoops and Family Podcast. This week's first special guest, current Panther, Trey Campbell. Starter in all 22 games as a true freshman, Campbell has made strides and a tremendous impact on both ends of the floor. Started my conversation with Trey, discussing what made him choose to come to you and I. I mean, really, it's just a, it's just a love that I got from here. I mean, it was, it was unlike I got from any other school, really. Um, here, they just they showed that they really, they really wanted me, and it was kind of a no-brainer when I had to pick. When you look at the guys that have also kind of made that decision, you got several teammates now that were teammates in high school, guys from, from Cedar Falls High School. What do you think that says about where this program can go with a young nucleus like you guys coming for, with, with so much knowledge of each other? I mean, I, it, just, it just shows the greatness down the line, I guess. Like, it shows that, like, we're all seeing the same thing here. And, like, we all see that this place is a great school. We're all coming from the same backgrounds kind of at Cedar Falls High School. And, you know, like, it's just I guess it just shows that, like, we all see that we should have a good career here. When you look at getting the chance to go and just kind of stay where you've been, what, since I think I saw you moved here in fifth grade? Is that yeah. about right? Okay. How has that made it a little easier, I guess? I mean, you wouldn't know the other side of it going somewhere else, but how has that made your first year easier knowing that, okay, I know where everything is in town. I'm comfortable with all of that. Now it's just the college life that you have to add into it. I mean, it does make it a lot easier having – I get to go home whenever I want really, you know, and like knowing all the good places, where to go, where not to go, how to get to different places, things like that. What was your first memory, you know, like we said, getting here into town in fifth grade, what was your first memory of Panther basketball? Um, probably around, um, I'd probably have to say, like, when they were playing Villanova, I think. Okay. And I think it was maybe the Battle of Atlantis tournament. That's probably when the first, my first memory of it, I was watching it on TV and when, like, Taiwan had 
18 and 18 yeah. like that's probably one of my first memories of it was there something that clicked there that was like hey that they're right down the road here now and i'm here this is this is something that that, that could be pretty fun yeah a little bit it's kind of that and like one of my best friends dads he was the coach hunter mm, so at yeah. the time like he was one of my best he was one of my first friends when i moved here because we played on the same basketball team you guys played on the same football team on this field that we're in a room right off the, the dome field here. You guys played your games here. You were his wide receiver. What was that connection like to, to not only be in one sport and be teammates, but to be in teammates in another sport as well? It kind of just automatically clicked. Like, we've been playing with each other in a couple of different sports ever since we were in elementary school. So, I mean, it was just an easy click. Obviously, you saw them, you know, away from the basketball court since being friends together. I'm sure you spent time there. But now that you've seen Coach Jake in action as your head coach and as Hunter's head coach, do you see, like, a little bit of what you've seen in Hunter competitively on the floor and things like that and how he approaches the game and how he approaches sports and what you've now seen from your head coach? Yeah, you can definitely see it. I mean, like, <laughs> when you – because before, I guess I never got the part of Coach Jake, of, right. like, the coaching part or, like – the competitive part, I always seen him like as a real person outside of basketball, things like that. So, I mean, you can definitely see the click when when you learn his competitive compared to Hunter's. Did they bring you on in, in the fishing trade? Like, is is that something that you do too? Because I know that that's big for those two. Have they, have they gotten you in on that? I mean, I, I've gone fishing with Hunter a couple times, but I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think I've got to that point where they are at. Not fishing. quite at that level. Yeah. Um, even if back to that group that, that's coming in here, even if you guys don't all right out of the gates play a lot of minutes or, or whatever it, it becomes, whatever your impact is on this year's team, when you look at that core, how do you guys want to impact that team, knowing that yeah we're the young guys, we got to learn what we have to do and what it's like at this level, but how do you want to have an impact as a group on this team this year? I mean, even if it's not the playing, it's at practice. I mean, we still have that connection that we can bring over, so. You know, going at the guys that are playing and helping them get better with even a scout or cheering them on or anything like that. Like, we still have a connection that we can use to help out other people. One of the other stories that I was reading was not just about how, obviously, you're a basketball guy and a football guy, too, but track. And it was something that you excelled at and eight medals I saw it overall over your time at the state tournament level. What Obviously, you had the ability to go do it, but what else drew you to maybe competing in track and field as as another sport that maybe not all basketball guys are going to go do? I mean, you know, I I guess I've always I've done track since probably fourth grade. Okay, so it's I've always been like one of the fast guys in the grade. So I mean, I just thought to keep carrying it on until I until I couldn't do it anymore. Really. I read a story about your coach in high school, Dirk Homewood, who's just went into the Hall of Fame here. So obviously you've got that you and I connection. And he basically said that not only do you lead by example and you're a great leader on his team, but that you bring excitement to everything, whether it's practice or, or, or just day-to-day. Where does that come from? Like where, where does that part of your personality come from? Um, I guess that's just always how I've been. I mean, I try to bring excitement because track practices i mean they could typically not be very fun because all you do is is running really right. trying to get better but i try to bring like joy to it crack some jokes things like that but try to keep everyone on their toes is it easier to do that at a basketball practice when you're doing a little more or, or what what's the difference there i think it's probably it's probably easier to do it at a track practice okay. more than the basketball because basketball like there's so many things you have to think of like there's so many things you have to think of to do at once compared to track like track you're just running like you're just using one ability to run like with basketball you got to use your ability to like 
talk and communicate with others, think about like what's going on and do the right thing. This is this is so many different things going through your head at at basketball practice rather than track. Now that you've made you started your college career both as a student and as a basketball player, what's been the biggest adjustment so far for you over this fall to uh, to get things started? Um probably just really just adapting to everyone else like everyone else has been oh not i say everyone else but a lot of people have been here longer than me yeah a lot of people have filled out their body a little bit longer than i have and things like that you know it's just adapting to who i'm playing against and things like that like the physicality do you do you like that part of the challenge that you're going to have to obviously you've got the body to put put some more weight on and put some more strength on there do you like that part of the challenge getting into the weight room and seeing what you can do there yeah, I do like that challenge because eventually, like, I'm gonna have to do it. So, I mean, getting doing it right now is good. Uh, I saw a story about how your brother Robert kind of impacted your basketball playing and and what uh, the player you kind of became. What was what was his like? I guess the biggest influence that he had on you as a guy who himself played college ball and and did that at that level. But what uh, what what did you see as his biggest impact on you? Um, probably just how. He had the skill and everything to go to a to a very good school, but like he didn't really have the grades. So, like rubbing off on me, like he would always tell me, like I need to keep my grades up, things like that, so I can go wherever, go where I want to go. So probably that aspect of it, you know, just grades and staying in school and things like that. You guys do a lot of one on one against each other. That kind of you know made you grow up pretty quick when it came to him yeah. being older than you. All the time, every time he comes and visits. Are you getting an edge now? I mean, does 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 he not want to play anymore? The last time I was here, I beat him, but he said he wasn't trying. But <laughs> that's that's always the big yeah. brother excuse, right? Um, at, at this point, what uh, when you are away from the floor, what's uh, I mean, in high school, the answer was some other sport, I guess. But what else are you doing besides basketball if you get some downtime? Really, it's just resting for basketball <laughs> time now. Like, I guess I don't have after. I don't really have a lot of time to just sit and do right. things during the day until after practice or, like, the evening, really. So before that, really, it's just either getting in the gym, getting extra shots up, or treating my body, really, going to school. What's the, a lot of people around here probably are going to be really familiar with your game, right, because they saw you through high school and how you've kind of grown there. What's the thing that you're going to put on the floor or you're going to bring to this program that you think maybe might be unexpected or that you're really proud of going into your freshman year even? Mm, probably, I mean, I've been working on my three-point shot a lot more because, okay. I mean, in high school, yeah, I could shoot a lot of threes, but, like, it was a high school line against – point guards that aren't 6'4 in high school like so I mean you know it's just I've been getting more consistent with it and I think I'll hopefully I'll surprise a lot of people with that this year what's the biggest thing you're working on there there is it quicker release is it what's the what's the biggest key for you to kind of take that three-point shot to the next level it's that like quicker release um I guess jumping more on it because the line is deeper right and things like that but getting comfortable there yeah when you look at this program or this team, if you were talking to somebody that that doesn't isn't around you guys every day and and just kind of outside the program, what how would you describe this year's team and, and what kind of the makeup is like of all the guys together? I say we're very competitive, very very competitive. Like we all want to do the right thing, we all want to win, we all want to we all want to get to the next level, we all want to do these things. And I just say like we're very competitive, and like at practice you can definitely see that. 
you've talked a lot when you made your commitment here about the family aspect, and that's what you said to me, that, that everybody kind of just treated you a little different and a little better than you were getting other places. How has that kind of played out day to day, like that family bond and that family atmosphere amongst the team and the coaches? Played out very well. I mean, like, if it is like, you know, just having that connection of I can talk to them about anything rather than is other than like basketball or things like that. I can go. I know I can go up to anyone on my team or any one of my coaches and ask them something. All right, let's do some. Uh, let's do some quick hitting ones about uh, potentially guys on your team here. Who's the biggest joker on the team that you've seen so far? I'm gonna go Mike Duax. Okay, just kind of keeps it loose. Yeah, he right. does. He does like crack a few jokes. <laughs> Anybody, uh, if you guys are all going to get together, I'm sure this happens, but all going to get together and have a meal together, but one of you guys is going to cook and be in charge of the food, who do you want to be that chef that's in charge of the food for the team? I'm going to go probably Derek Krogman or okay. Cole Henry. All right. they, they seem like they got the grilling yeah. down. I've heard both of that, like steak, that'd be preferred, yeah. like that's what you would choose for the menu. Yeah. Um, who's got the best playlists or the, the best musical taste? I'd like to say me. Okay. Probably me or Titan. Okay. Now, is that a little bit of you just think you've got the best music, or is that you could make a playlist that has a little bit of everything for a little bit of everybody on the team? I think I have the best playlist, but I think Titan could make the best playlist like, for a little bit of everything okay. that everyone would like on the team. So say you're going to go on a long car trip. Which teammate at this point are you going to go with that you want as the one teammate that's with you on a long road trip? I probably have to say probably Titan again because okay. I've I've gone on long road trips with him like <laughs> we're for the Barnstormers. Oh okay. We used to play so like riding on the Barnstormers bus and things like that. Like I've been to a lot of different states with him. You mentioned that you play with Titan. You're obviously friends with Hunter and the other guys that that you played with in high school. Most of this team outside of what three guys is from the state of Iowa. What kind of edge do you think that gives you guys that there's some familiarity with both the games as a team and, and a bond that you already had coming in, and then also just that you guys took pride in staying home and, and being at a place that's here in your home state? I think that brings a lot. Like a lot of us have, before we came here, a lot of us have played against each other, played with each other. So, I mean, like knowing our strengths and weaknesses of our teammates for for a long time now, I mean, that could be very helpful. Thanks to Trey Campbell for his time and for joining me on the show. Subscribing to the Panther Point of View also gets you the latest highlights after each Panther basketball game, delivered right to your favorite podcast app. Catch every game live along the Panther Radio Network or anywhere you are via the Varsity Network app. My next guest, junior forward James Betts. Regular starter this season, Betts has taken advantage of his opportunities to be a key role player with points scored in all 12 MVC games. James and I began talking about what it's like off the floor just being dad to his two-year-old son he's getting to the point where there's more you can actually talk to him and he can like kind of piece some words together so that's kind of fun uh just being able to hear him put put sentences together and so that's a lot of fun just being able to hear him talk and just I mean, I'm just seeing his personality and how that is growing. It's a lot of fun. That's the biggest thing for me, too, is you can tell sometimes, even if they're not able to get the words out yet, you can tell that they're processing things differently now, yeah. right? You look in their eyes and they're trying to figure something out. Obviously, it's a different thing that you've got than other guys. What's that been like for you? What's that, uh, What's that? I guess, what's, what's been the biggest positive for you to, to have that and go through that experience? Uh, the biggest positive, I'd say, I mean, just, I mean, it's hard. But just being able to go home and have fun with him and just being able to have that experience. Uh, I mean, I was talking to Coach Jake when I first found out I was having a son. He's like, well, 
you get to experience the best part of life faster than everybody else does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's like it's just it's a really good big ble- he's a big blessing in my life and it's a lot of fun uh, just be able to see him grow up and just uh, helping him uh, learn how to handle his emotions and not hitting kids and <laughs> just like it was like two months ago he'd be like when he gets angry he would have done something different than he does now and just like it's a lot of fun to be able to see him uh just grow up and i mean it's gonna be like i don't even know how it's gonna be in a year from now but it's gonna be awesome yeah they're all they're all so different uh it's it's but it's crazy it's a fun it is a fun time it can be a challenge but two is fun um let's go to your time as a panther uh obviously you come in with this team you're one of the older guys on this team right certainly guys that are going to hit the floor to start the season what's been one of your favorite memories so far of of being a panther man uh it means a lot of fun just being able to i mean just going down to st louis and just playing with those guys that's a lot of fun uh, it was awesome last year beating Loyola, storming the court. That was a lot of fun, just being able to, I mean, just celebrating with the guys and just growing closer to one another. Uh, I mean, it's really, be really focusing on the family part of things. Uh, I don't feel like we, I mean, lots of, I say, think lots of people just say that, but I think we actually try to buy into it and really do build that family and that camaraderie camaraderie together and it's a lot of fun just being able to be with the guys i'd say that's my favorite part of basketball is just being together and having guys you can go to and yeah when you look at this team i've heard that a couple of times now as the descriptor of this squad kind of tighten it but also some some quieter guys like it's not it's not a real vocal team at this point as one of the older guys do you think that's going to be part of your role not necessarily yeah rah rah or go out of your personality but maybe be the guy that people are going to start looking to for for some of that uh i'm trying like that's kind of out of my comfort like that's my comfort zone i'm i'm one of the more quiet i'm like a quieter guy more typically so it's just like it's something I have to, I've been working on just trying to step out of my comfort zone and be able to be a guy that people can talk to you look at your game and you've been comfortable your whole career basically going inside going outside being kind of one of those stretch four type guys is that how you see yourself with the with the guy that can knock it down from the outside and are there guys playing at any level right now that you like to look at that there are examples of that that you kind of try to model your game after I mean yeah that's how I see myself just shooting the I like to be able to stay at the top of the key, shoot that shot, a little mid-range bank shot every once in a while to put that in there, fade away. Uh, But guys that I'd say I really model my game after. Or even that you just like to watch that kind of do the same thing, even if you're not trying to be them. uh, I'd say it was Kevin Love for the NBA. I mean, yeah, it's more of a undersized big guy he kind of became a prototypical one of those type of guys like early on right when, yeah when big guys were shooting the rock more yep so more he's more of an undersized big guy i mean he has the kind of has one or two go-to moves on the post and then pick and pop so i'd say he's a big guy that i can i mean yeah so for him probably how many go-to moves do you have in the post at this point going into junior season one or two. <laughs> one or two. All right. Yeah, that's all, that's all you that's need. That's all you need if it works. Yep. Yeah. Just like Novocaine works every time. Um, 
Coach Jake said when you came in uh, as a freshman that, that that summer you basically just lived in the gym to get better when he was talking about you going into that second year that you were a guy that put in that kind of work. Is that still going to be your MO? Just you're, you love being in the gym and that's that's where you're going to be most comfortable putting in that work? Yeah, just hopping on the gun, shooting a lot of shots. It's love. I mean, it's it gets daunting sometimes. Yeah. And the gun doesn't always catch every shot. <laughs> it gets frustrating at times, but it's a that's that's something I want. That's the goal I strive for. Just being able to shoot. So when you look at this team this year and the group of guys, whether it's what you guys can put on the floor or how you are off the floor, and we talked about it a little bit. But if someone outside the program asks you to describe this squad this year, how would you describe that to somebody who's not around you guys every day? I mean, just from outsiders looking in, we're a bunch of. I mean, I'm the oldest guy, and I'm technically like a junior. So I mean, for them looking in, they're just like, wow, these guys are really under experienced and. Uh, but like for us, we're just like, well, that doesn't matter. It's just when we, Coach Jake preaches it every day. We just, it's about effort, and we're gonna be one of those. We're gonna be a team that is willing to put in that effort and uh, go above and beyond in the little things. I mean, this is something we're working on right now, just being able to just not look at the big picture of things, but like win every single possession. Uh, just be able. To, I think we're gonna be a really good team in that way. Just being able to. Just if we can get to the point where we're just focusing on individual possessions and then those will take care of the rest of the game. When other teams see the Panthers on the schedule this year, what do you want their first thought to be when they think about having to play you guys, whether it's here or whether it's at their place? Probably want them to think, oh, crap. but <laughs> <laughs> That works. Yeah, but uh, I'd probably uh, hopefully think, oh, we're going to have to score a lot of points. <laughs> Run with those guys, right? Yep. Is it fun having that kind of – I mean, again, like you said, it's it's young guys on paper, but some guys that have been around the program for two, three years maybe just haven't got their shot to have extended playing time. Is that kind of fun to kind of have that group of guys that's going to be a little more hungry or just hungry in general to go out and prove what they can do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of in that boat. Uh, I've been here for four years, and I haven't really – I mean, I've gotten my chances at times, but I haven't gotten a ton of playing time overall, but – uh, just being able to, I'd say, Cole Cole got more playing time last year, but just being able, him just being able to, us just being able to grow and just fight for that spot and make each other better. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. It's just it's about the team. Uh, and I think that's a big, I think, I mean, that's a big part of our team. I feel like we don't really, I'd say a lot of us don't really care, or all of us don't really care about the end goal is just uh, we all care about the end goal we don't care about individual stuff so I say that's a big part of our team as well when you look at a guy like Cole and and being in that same type of spot and having some similar skill sets and similar things you're going to bring to the table is that just the biggest key to to find that unselfishness to be able to make each other better even if at times it comes at the detriment to maybe some of your minutes yeah uh, I say in practice it's all about just going hard uh, pushing each other and getting each other better and just I mean in the end, everything's going to play itself out, and it's going to be whatever Coach Jake is. He's going to make the right decision. I bl- trust him in that. And just what do you like about Cole's game that that he can bring that that makes his team better? Uh, he does a really good job of uh, running the offense. Uh, I mean, five guy or the way we run our offense, it's a lot of it is uh, a lot of the pressure is on the five guy to get the, everything moving, and so he does a really good job of running the offense, uh, passing, uh, be able to. T- get down floor, get down the lane line, get to the hoop, put pressure on the rim, and then be able to kick out and hit the open guy for a three. 
we go back to uh, before your time specifically here, but when you're getting recruited and, and you make the decision to come here, what was it about being a Panther that made you want to come here and make this the next step? So I committed my – man, that was a long time ago. Was it sophomore year of high school? Or sophomore or junior year of high school? I don't remember. Uh, but a uh, big part of it was for me it was just being – I mean, I love the coaching staff. Uh, I felt like I fit well within the program, and I wanted to – I wanted to be close to home, my parents, my around my family. I wanted to be able people to be able to come to the games that I cared about, and so that was a big that was a big factor for me. Uh, I mean, just knowing that my family could be they could be buy into being a Panther too. It wasn't just uh, oh he's over there, <laughs> but uh, just I mean that was a big factor for me. Uh, and then just the coaching staff and everything and the way that they played the game, I felt like I could fit in and build the program up. Garner Hayfield Ventura. You're technically lived in Ventura. Like that's that's correct. That's what we've got down. What's that community like? I mean, I'm I'm new to Iowa, but no stranger to leave, living in Minnesota. We got plenty of hyphenated schools up there too, right? It's the same deal. But what was the community like and what was your time in high school there like? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I grew up in an awesome place uh, in, on Clear Lake. Uh, it was, it was a gr- I loved growing up there. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever move back there, but <laughs> Always I, wouldn't, nice. I wouldn't mind it at yeah. some points. But uh, just being able to, I mean, it was an awesome experience. Uh, just being able to, I mean, that smaller community, uh, just being able to, that tight-knit uh, kind of, feel like you're safe at all times no matter what uh just being able to i mean there was times uh, i was four or five running around the middle who knows where (laughs) but just just being able to fit that safe community and uh garner hayfield ventura so it it conjoined two or three years before i uh went into high school okay so there had been separate high schools in all three so it was Garner Hayfield. Oh, okay. So my brother and all my older siblings went to Ventura, uh, and then it it conjoined with Garner Hayfield, and then it was. So then, so that was kind of a weird situation. I didn't know if I was going to Garner or Hay, Garner Hayfield Ventura, or if I was going to go to Clear Lake, because I had grown up. Uh, I played uh, a like travel team with the Clear Lake guys for my whole life, going up to sixth grade, and then I just had to make a decision whether I wanted to go to. Garfield Ventura, or if I wanted to go to Clear Lake, uh, that was kind of a that was a tough decision. Just knowing if what if I didn't know if I made the right decision or not, but but I loved my time in high school. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I was homeschooled, so that's a little bit different. Oh right. Okay. So yeah. What is your uh, what's your major now, and and uh, what are you working towards? How's that going? Uh, so I am a exercise science major, and then I have minors in coaching, uh, sports. Sports administration and biology. Uh, so it's going pretty good. Uh, I can't remember the rest of your question. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that was it. So that, that kind of took a left turn as I was listening. There, you go sports administration, coaching, and then biology. Like, so, I, so what do you what do you think? Are you just trying to get a good mix? Do you want to go be a coach somewhere? Does the biology come in? Uh, so where's that part come in? So the biology comes in with. So exercise science goes pretty well into PT. Okay. Yeah. And then so prerequisites for PT and 
chiropractic, all those types of schools. Uh, you have to have a lot of uh, chemistry or physics or that type of stuff. So biology, a biology minor just kind of fits in well with that. So just going for that. Do you see yourself down the road as, as using the coaching part of it? Do you think uh, that could be something you might do, whether it's the high school level or somewhere else? Uh, Yeah, I mean... I would like to be – I don't know if my son would want me to coach him. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to have that to fall back on. I mean, just uh, just the idea of being – I mean, whether it's just seventh grade junior high basketball and just having that – just to – just having that and just being able to be the best coach that I can be in that area role. So, I mean, I don't know if it's college, high school – middle school who knows but yeah let's go all the way back do you have like a earliest time you realized that basketball was the game you wanted to play whether it was you know just i want to play basketball or yeah i think i want to play basketball at the highest level i can uh i think it was like so i started doing au in like sixth grade and that's kind of when i was like huh i thought you think i'd like to do this how big were you then uh, I don't know, like six two. Maybe. Pretty big for sixth. I don't know. I can't remember if I was dunking in sixth grade or seventh grade. Pretty early though, comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I think I could do this. And then my dad was like, well, he showed me the numbers. He's like, well, only about one percent of kids can do this. And I was like, well. Well, might as well be the one percent. Never hurts to try. <laughs> That's good. I like it. But, a very realist dad, but a realist kid too. Yeah, good. and then then uh, but that was uh funny. That was that's always fun to tease him about. He's like, you only had a one percent chance of doing it. You did it. Good job. Yeah, it doesn't it just because he gives you facts? That doesn't mean he didn't believe. I mean, you know that as a yeah. parent, right? You got to know that. You uh splashed to start the season. You won the three-point shooting contest at Main Street Madness, right? Like, I mean, are you still riding high off that victory at this oh, point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been shooting it pretty good. Uh, <laughs> just just when it's open, I let it go. And if I feel like there's a better look that our team can get, just keep running the offense. Uh, so just, I mean, just always trying to get the best look for our team. All right, let's go through some quick-hitting ones, uh, kind of focused on guys' personalities on the team. Who's the biggest joker on the team? That kind of depends. <laughs> Situationally? Uh, I'd say probably Mike likes to joke. Okay. Anybody who you guys are all getting together maybe for a team dinner, who do you want to be the chef that's providing the food amongst the players that uh, that you would trust to do the cooking? Grilling, whatever it might be. Myself. You? Yeah. All right, What what are you making? We're grilling? Yeah, sure. You could grill. You could use the yeah. stovetop, whatever you want to do. So if I'm grilling, who's paying for it? <laughs> <laughs> Coach Jake is paying for the supplies. You're making it. What oh, are you we're making? doing steaks then, for oh, sure. Steaks. Yep. Big time steaks. Okay, cool. What's your son's favorite that you make him? Oh, he doesn't like food. No food. Uh, uh, he likes that. mac and cheese some, I, sometimes. Yeah, I get that. That'll happen. All right, back to the team. Group text, first one when a message goes out, first one to resta- respond back. Who's on the ball? First one, uh, probably, I'd say probably Pfeiffer Bo. Okay. Yeah. What about the last one? Who's slowest on the uptake for the group text? Uh, probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it soak in a little. All right, uh, 
team playlist. Who's got the uh, who's got the best musical taste or that puts together the best playlist for you guys? Well, that's, that's I'm not the right guy to ask this question to. Uh, <laughs> maybe you are. So who who could sprinkle see, in a little bit for everybody? See, I hate rap. Okay. So like, I'd pick nobody except for Krogs because he likes a little bit of country too. Okay. So I'd say probably Krogs for me. Yeah. I say I say Krogs does a pretty good job. He he sprinkles in some of the rap for the guys. Throws some okay. country in there for me. So probably Krogs. That's good. You got to have that mix. All right, and then finally, you're going on a long road trip, car trip. Which teammate do you want to have with? Probably Krogs. Krogs too. Yeah. Best musical taste. There we go. (laughs) Couple couple (laughs) of Iowa kids going on a road trip. You gotta like it. What are you looking forward to most about this season for uh, for the Panthers and getting things going? Uh, I'd say just the chance to. I mean, we want to win a conference championship. We want to win it on St. Louis. Uh, Just uh, just continually getting better as a team, uh, getting closer and closer. Uh, I'd say that's the biggest part of our – I mean, that's our biggest goal, just to go closer together and win. Uh, just, I mean, doing whatever it takes, uh, whether that be sitting on the bench or playing or sparing minutes, whatever it is, just uh, just caring about the team. Thanks so much to James for taking the time to join me. Be sure to like and subscribe via the Panther Point of View Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts to hear every episode of the Panther Hoops and Family Podcast. My alumni guest this week, recent graduate Trey Burhow. After transferring from Pepperdine in 2018, Burhow played 117 games for the Panthers over four seasons, scoring more than 1,200 points and pulling in over 600 rebounds. Burhow also splashed in more than 200 three-pointers. Started my chat with Trey talking about the atmosphere for a Panther game at the McLeod Center. Stadium in the crowd, that's probably the first thing I think of. I think that was, that was I mean, by far... I love playing away games and having the Panthers there, like the Panther fans. It was nuts. I think it was my junior year. I don't think we lost. I think we're like we're like on a winning streak, like twenty-one and zero or something there for like year, two years combined. Some of the year combined when we that COVID year hit us and kind of took us out of that everything. But I think we're like eighteen and zero at home or something. When you talk about the Valley and uh, some of these other places you had to go, did you have a least favorite stop in the Valley in your time? Least favorite stop. Oh my goodness. My my favorite by far is Drake. By far, Drake. Yeah. Um, least favorite, probably Indiana State. I absolutely dreaded playing there. We played there one year when they were renovating and the stadium was like 20 degrees for shoot around. It was we we're shooting around in like sweats and a sweatshirt one year. We had a, we had a, a dungeon of a of a locker room. It was it that place is probably the least favorite place I have. The new stadium isn't terrible, but by far my least favorite. All right, so it, it's fun now, obviously, to uh, to give folks a kind of a look at what you're doing now. Obviously, you're not that far removed from being here, but what are you up to now? What have you moved on to now that you've moved past the the basketball part of your life for now? Yeah, so finally done with basketball. Obviously, that was a tough decision. Obviously, still wanted to play with that. Still got my competitive spirit with that, but moved on. Property manager over here in over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So enjoying that. Something nice little gig to get right out right out of college with. So marketing management was my major. So kind of just fell right into what I what I was doing for in school. Now, in in that role, obviously, that seems like something that you'd have a wide variety of things on your plate. But what what are you drawn to most professionally right now in that current role that you enjoy day to day? 
Uh, I just probably I'd say it's similar in the sense you're just kind of working with so many people, so you kind of you're kind of just managing everybody, make sure everything's going good. With that, you kind of make your own schedule, kind of you kind of managing yourself with that. So it's just a, a lot of responsibility. So just kind of used to that, and then being able to talk with people, and then kind of going over with playing basketball for so many years and talking with somebody, so many interviews. So I mean, it kind of just translated very well into what I'm doing in a day to day base basis. And you, you brought it up a little bit right there, but, you know, being a basketball player can prepare you for a lot of different things that a lot of guys have gone off into, into so many different areas from this program. Uh, how do you think being in the UNI program has, has helped you now and put you in a position to succeed after basketball? I think the biggest thing going in that program is they, it just matures you. Um, Coach Jake does a really good job. Obviously, I came in there as a young, young kid with that, and then by the time I left, I – I knew way more things than probably I was when I was young. I was a young, strong-headed kid, and obviously Coach Jake taught me a lot of things that he probably doesn't even know he taught me with that. And the futuristic why for going in for a job thing, just being more mature as just a human being with that. Just, he taught me a lot of things with that. And then just obviously being in that atmosphere, that hometown atmosphere, being in a small town where everyone just kind of looks up with you, you just always have always have a chip on your shoulder to make sure you're trying to prove it out there. A lot of kids looking up to you, so just making sure you're just the best role model you can be. No, I remember coming out of college myself and, and just kind of saying yes to a lot of different things as I tried to figure out what the path was going to be. I generally knew what I wanted to do, but it, you know, it, it never is laid out right in front of you with the opportunities. What what about you? Do you do you have a plan on where you want to focus and go from here, or is it still kind of too early in the journey for uh, for you to kind of really set things in stone? I'd say it's too early in the journey with that. We'll see where everything takes. We kind of just take it day by day right now. Loving where I'm at right now, so we'll just take it day by day. It started your career as you go back to uh, to the college side of things. It started at Pepperdine, and then you had your your years here. Do you look back fondly on the on that first year, and and how did that help you grow as a player and prepare you for what you were then able to do here at UNI? Goodness, I taught me a lot of things. Obviously, being out there in the West Coast, things were a lot different out there, people wise. Just that what everyone was aspiring to be out there, and then kind of come back to that Midwest. So I think the biggest thing just come back to that Midwest. I think the West Coast is a real different. You get that Midwest nice is a real is a real thing. I, and I stand by that Midwest nice is a real thing. Being that everyone else here just is just nice nice people with those things. You don't you don't run into too many people that just won't say hi to you on the on the side of the street. So I, I enjoy that in the Midwest. But I don't take anything for granted. Obviously, my freshman year, I learned a lot of things coming out as a was a young kid with those things. Played a lot of minutes, so took a lot of things. Being that I was a freshman and played, I think I was around thirty minutes my freshman year. And then taking that, be able to come over to you and I and like learn what it's like to be a good player and what it, what you need to do to have a good a good career and then make your team better. So I learned a lot from that. I'm sure you had some options because yeah, you played well that first year certainly for a freshman, and I'm sure you had some options out of that when you decided to to make a move. What made you and I the right choice for you when you did make that move after that freshman year? It's big. The biggest thing I'd say just the coaches. Uh, the coaches really made it feel like you're just welcome with those things. You could trust them. And they're 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 really out there trying to do what's what's the best for you. And I think that really sold me. Coach Jake, KG, Croft, and Tut, and I think well PJ was there too. It just those are the big things that just really really was the big decision factor. I actually I grew up on the West Coast, so I'm, I'm you know familiar with you know what Pepperdine is like. And and then you coming from Watertown going to Pepperdine and then back to Cedar Falls. I mean, Pepperdine's just got to seem like an, an absolute outlier as far as, as far as places where you were growing up and then now coming to school. What, what, what was that change like back, I guess, going back to a smaller town and being here in Cedar Falls in the Cedar Valley, what was that experience like? And, and how did this community kind of help shape how you, who you were in college? 
so I'd say our town, oh goodness, was it 2,300 people was in my town when I was younger with that. So then going out to that West Coast, downtown LA with those, that was a big change. But I mean, I got a big personality. So I, I fit in well with, with a lot of people and just kind of gel with those. So it wasn't too big of a culture shock. I think the biggest culture shock was just being out there and seeing and working out with all those NBA players. Like we worked out, we Russell Westbrook, we watched play Tots and work out. Um, um, Jimmy Butler was always out there working out with us and doing those things. So, I mean, once you get used to the fact that like, there's no like the superstar factor and once you got used to kind of those guys, everything kind of just felt natural then. But then coming back to the Midwest, it was a real, real like this obviously just everything just kind of felt like it was back, like back home, kind of like Watertown. So it wasn't it was kind of easy just to, just to go back to the Midwest and kind of just it felt more like home with those things. And when I was in California, it was that was like that was kind of like the oh, we're in, I'm in a different area. That was that was a different culture for me. But. Northern I would kind of fit right into this the same down home, down to home, down to earth, feeling like I was back home in Watertown. So that's why it was just so easy to, to transfer back over. Yeah, California. That's that's like going on vacation out there. No matter if you're living out there for an extended time, it, it always feels like vacation. I guess that's that's kind of the way to put it. You mentioned you worked out with some NBA guys who were NBA guys at the time. Turns out you were working out with an NBA guy now when you were back here with the Panthers with AJ Green and what he has done. Did you see early on in, in his time some some signs that he would be a guy that would be able to get to that level and do what he's doing now? Of course. He told us from day one that's what he wanted to do. And from day one, that's what we believed he was going to make it to. And I'm just extremely proud of him and extremely happy for him where he's at right now. He put more work than anyone that I know to get to that area, so I'm just happy all the hard work's paying off for him. Have you gotten to see him at all as, as far as like in person in any of his games, whether it's with the Herd or uh, or or with Milwaukee yet? No, not that's the plan to go make it down there. I know we uh we, we have a couple places where the herd they're in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but I want to go try to ca- try to get over there. We're about three hours away, so we're a little little bit further, but we'll eventually make it down there to watch him. We'll put we'll make sure we can go see him out there. So I'm just excited to go out there and watch him and be able to do that. But it'll just it'll be a surreal moment to be able to watch him out there do what he loves. Going back to your time at, and early on at your time here at UNI, what, was there an older player that you had uh, that, that kind of took you under the wing when you transferred over here that, that you remember that was super impactful as you were a younger player and just kind of getting your feet wet here with the Panthers? Oh, goodness. Let's see. I mean, I kind of it was it was it was fun coming in. It was interesting. Obviously, transfer is always hard. And then knowing coming in with the transfer with those things, um, Coach Jake, Coach Jake doesn't do a lot of transfers. He's done a couple, been been real good with some, a couple of them. Obviously, he told me that Paul was a transfer and West were big transfers that came in and played well for him. But I think the biggest thing was just I, I for the most part, just be myself with those things. I didn't really look too much. For the older, older generation, like the old, I guess those older ones, I was real close with Spencer, Luke, and Ken. Those guys were always fun. But for the most part, I didn't, they didn't really put me under the wing. It was kind of just you get there and it was, and it was let's play basketball too much. You just find your own way and you just got to fight your way to get on that line, get on the, get on the court. So that was kind of, it was, it was, it was just battling every day of practice. So. When you think back to uh, those conversations with Coach Jake, whether it was in practice or if he had you in the office, is there any piece of advice that he gave you that kind of sticks out to you and sticks with you or that maybe rings in your ears a little bit? Oh, I would say <laughs> we bought heads quite a bit, but that was what made our relationship so good, which was fun. I think the biggest thing is just I think he he really made me slow down. I was such a – I was obviously on the court. A lot of people watched my – I got, my mouth was going a 1,000 miles per hour, and I think – Throughout the years, it started slowing down. I think the best thing he is, he, what he did, I don't know if he necessarily said, he said anything to me, but he kind of just taught me and showed me by how we coached and how 
other things he did was just to get me to slow down and just slow my mouth down with those things and just relax and just watch the game and let the game come to me with those things. So I think that helped me. Like he just, him teaching me and coaching me throughout the years, he really just formed me into a better player and just a better person by how, how he talked to me and how he just slowed me down in a sense with everything. That's the best thing I'd probably say with that. Obviously, last year's team, the the regular season title, culminating at home with uh, with winning that and beating Loyola, and it, you guys started slow though, as you know, as this year has kind of gone through some of that too. But obviously, you guys clicked it into conference play and just really never looked back at that point. Was there a moment last year that you or the team kind of looked at internally and said, "Hey, now we know we always had the confidence and, and we knew we could do big things, but now we know that we're locked in and this is going to be a special season." Was there a single moment or game uh, that that you look back on that was kind of that biggest turning point for you? Oh, let's see. What well, we lost those first two games at home, I think, and then we went to go play Arkansas, and I think our Arkansas game really clicked it for us. I mean. We're, I think they're what they ranked ninth in the country or something, something higher up in the country. And then we were hanging with them that whole game. I and mean, we really should have had that game. We kind of lost that game in the, in the second half with us. But I think really when we gave them a run for money, gave them a run for their money and kind of just how we performed and how we knew if we can hold up to these guys and we can perform better than these guys, we can compete with anybody. And we're going to be the team to be feared in the, in the MVC. And then, I mean, after, ever since then, we, after that, we went out and beat St. Bonnie. AJ had that in like, eight three game I don't know he was like he was on fire that game I was sick so I got to watch it but he was I think after that after that Arkansas game I think that's when we really really put things in high gear this year's team as I mentioned they're they're kind of going through that they got a big win this past weekend Chicago beating Towson and uh they're a young squad obviously you know you were part of that that experienced team last year and then the way the the health has gone for Fife and then some other guys being injured they've turned out to be a pretty young team over these first 10 games or so but every game they've gone out and battled and come back if they've been down or been close within a couple of buckets in the final couple minutes a team battling like that a Panther team battling like that does that shock you at all knowing what you do knowing what you do about the program and things like that that this is a team that's always no matter who's making up the five on the floor they're going to come back and battle oh no they're gonna they're gonna battle this is a gritty team i know like i obviously i played with a lot of those guys for three or two years or even one most of those yeah those are some some gritty players on those courts just watch those guys they play exactly how they practice when we used to when i used to be down there so no matter what they're going to get a it's going to be a hard fight battle whatever team's going to play them they're going to rebound hard they're going to get on the floor that's just that's just the panther way so i mean it's it's what you expect so nothing surprises me watching them Let's go back just overall to your career. Whether it was last year, obviously that's a, that's a great experience that you guys had winning that uh, regular season title. You did that once before, the the two years before that. But do you have a best memory that you zero in on for yourself personally as a Panther, a memory that, that comes up a lot when you think about your time? My favorite win, Colorado, for sure. Um, when we beat those guys three, I mean, two or three years ago from now. Um, they obviously had another Minnesota guy on Colorado's team, McKinley Wrights. So, I mean, it's once, once you kind of have a Minnesota guy on that team, they were ranked. I mean, take we take a little personal. Obviously, what what team is a little better? I mean, everyone says that's a the high major. We always felt like we were high major. We were we were a high major. Always, everyone was always scared to play us with those. So we, we were trying to we were trying to hunt out any team that play us. That's a high major tech like technicality. But for sure, Colorado. I mean, I love that love that atmosphere. I just loved everything about it. everyone. Everyone was thinking we were gonna get blown out that game. We came out there and we won that game like we should have. So it was that was a great game. Uh, let's let's go a, a little again, a little big picture and a little deeper. Think about Trey Burhow that first year at UNI after you've got that one year under your belt in Pepperdine or at Pepperdine. You come back, you transfer here. 
Think of that tray versus the tray that walked out of here just about a year ago now or a little less than a year ago. What was the biggest change in you, whether it was as a basketball player or as a person? What was the biggest change for the better in you over that four-year stretch? Um, sacrifice. So you got to sacrifice some of your, I guess, some of the things that you think you want. So like, you're, like let's say, the biggest thing would be you can't be selfish. You got to sacrifice some things that you may think you want to make your stats look better, some of the things that you want to make yourself look look better but you need to sacrifice those to make sure that team can win so i think coach jake taught he teaches everybody like you have to sacrifice you have to buy in to make sure that team's going to be successful it's not just you it's about the team all right now thinking about teammates again i know, I know you mentioned a couple when i asked you but if you had to put a three-on-three team together obviously you're in the middle of it as one who are the other two teammates that you had throughout your time that, that you've got to have on your three-on-three team to go out and dominate give me a give me a healthy fife Healthy five though. I need I need my healthy yeah. five. Um, I'm taking probably Isaiah Brown. So he because he run he ran the one a little bit when I was our junior year. So I'll take Isaiah Brown because the length, and then you can throw me in there. So his length defensively and scoring, he can run the point guard. Five down low is gonna be hard to stop. And then you could throw that's us. So that's three. And then you yeah you can put AJ Green. You can put you can pull whoever you guys want against us. That's a that's a good little lineup I'd take. You guys, yeah, that would uh, you give anybody a game. I know that you'd beat a lot of people. So that's uh, that's a good mix. And the healthy five. Does it surprise you at all knowing him as you do that he's stuck around and is being such an impact guy even when he can't play? Because you talk to the guys and and he's so helpful to this squad even when he can't be out on the floor. Does that shock you at all to hear? No, I talk to that man every day. He's a teacher at heart. I mean, that's what he's going to school for. So he's going to teach. He's going to help the brothers out. He's going to do what he can to make help these guys win the games. So, I mean, the biggest thing. I mean, he's he's a great post. I mean, he's. I think if he's healthy, he's a top top ten post in the country with all of his skills and his skill set. With that, obviously, he, ex- he expanded on that tr- tremendously throughout his career. But it doesn't surprise me that he's helping doing a great job. It's just, that's fine. He's great, great kid, great kid. All right, and then my last question for you, Trey. When people ask you, when people find out, A, you were a college basketball player, and then B, you played at U and I, and they ask you what it was like to be a Panther or what it meant to you to be a Panther, what's your go-to answer to those folks? Go-to answer? I just say, I mean, it was just an amazing experience. I said, you can't can't take anything back. And I said, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. If anybody, I guess, anywhere else, place, anywhere that offers, if I could trade it, try to switch up, like, let's live in a Let's say everyone's always the Marvel live, live in a different dimension or something like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade this one for anything. I mean, they, they made me who I am today, and I'm extremely thankful for everything that the Panther Nation has given me. So I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for the world. Thanks to both Trey's and James for joining Hoops and Family this week. That'll do it on another edition of the Panther Hoops and Family Podcast. Join me again next week for another episode for more great conversations about Panther basketball. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Panther Point of View wherever you get your podcast to never miss an episode of Hoops and Family or any of the other great content covering Panther basketball and beyond. I'm J.W. Cox. Thanks for listening. This is Panther Basketball from Learfield. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. 
they know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.